Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, Hour 1 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. A couple of my doctrinaires are here with me. Autumn Fisher is with me. Hello. And the handsomest producer in all of producery, Jared Yamamoto is here. What's up, Eric? How are you? Uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm a little annoyed. First of all, let me say that uh, I'm a little annoyed. I, I, uh, so I'm driving to work today. This happens to me every once in a while. I'm driving to work, and I get to that one area where it's Atlanta. So you're going to hit one pop coming in from Roswell. So then I get to one area where it's jammed up. And this happens to me a lot. It's my curse. I end up behind the person who can't keep up with the traffic jam. Have you ever... This, this is impossible. This is stop-and-go traffic. Stop-and-go. <laughs> and I'm behind the person who four to five car lengths open up uh, between that person and the next stop point when it, when it was a go. And you can't... There's not enough... Like, I'm not enough of a jerk to wait for my moment and zip out to the right and then zip back in front of them. Because in reality, I'm not losing any time. We're talking about maybe seconds, not even a minute. It's just so damned annoying. That yes, I'm the beh- principle behind driving. Yeah, be awake. Uh, how, what kind of driver are you if you cannot keep up with the traffic jam? They're 100% looking at their phone. That's, it's, it's that? Yes, yeah. it's probably that. This, happened, this is one of those uh, big old SUVs. I couldn't quite see what was going on in the front seat. But I know what wasn't going on in the front seat. Keeping up with the traffic jam. Just got to exercise a little patience there, Eric. Just, just let it happen. You know, in Atlanta, you know there's traffic and it's going to happen. So that's why we're going to open up the phone lines and give us your traffic. No, the show doesn't <laughs> suck that much. We're going to do this right Headlines here. Headlines of the week. Headlines of the week, Jared Yamamoto. Hit me. And it's been all about health this week, Erica. Hillary Clinton is back on the campaign trail after battling pneumonia, and Donald Trump told Dr. Oz that he's perfectly healthy. First of all, I love the fact that he did it on Dr. Oz. (laughs) (laughs) It's reality. This whole presidential campaign is a reality show. So my favorite part was, well, at one point, he reaches into his pocket like he's really on a game show. Let me me play that part first before I get to... uh, Why not share your medical records? Why not... Well, I have really no problem in doing it. I, I have it right here. I mean, I, should I do it? I don't care. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> boy, this is going to be a great presidency. So then my favorite part was... Look under he, your seats. My medical records. <laughs> <laughs> There's medical records for you, and medical records for you, and medical records for you. And my favorite part is uh, when he was asked how old he actually... If elected at age 70, you will be the oldest person to ever enter the Oval Office. Why do you think you have the stamina... For the job. Yeah, just about the same age as Ronald Reagan, and um, and Hillary's a year behind me. I would say, just based on my life, I mean, I've had, I, I actually, and I don't know if this makes sense, I feel as good today as I did when I was 30. 
30 years old. I, bless him. I, I'm 52 today, and I feel like I'm about 57. So, Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, what was that? <laughs> yes, sir. I would, just, I would like to just go a little bit more than that. Like, I feel like I'm 12, okay? <laughs> I feel like I'm right in the heart of puberty, out back in the swing set, chasing lizards with my good buddy, Sean Gardner, okay? When we were little kids, we were always playing in the puddles, doing this and that, okay? Look, yeah. I... Look, if you want to see my report card, I have it right here in my pocket. Should all we, age. Should we show it? Should we show it? Woo! You want to see it? You want to see it? Fine. I'll pull it out right now. Here you go. <laughs> so you were, didn't your dad send you to military school or something when you were around 12 years old? I was a cadet in a military academy. I was top of my class. Look, it was a great place to go. We played kickball every day. I could play kickball right now. Do you want to play kickball? Go I don't ahead. want to play kickball. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. You feel young. You feel young at heart. I'm young at heart. Okay, Hillary's a year behind me, but in reality, okay, she's 948 years old. Okay, just look at her. <laughs> so, all right, well, look, you feel 12. What, what, did you, what do you do? Do you go out backyard? What do you do when you feel 12, when you're 70? Well, we have a swing set, okay, and it's not one of those new ones that's made out of plastic, all right? It's made out of metal. My dad put it in the ground with cement, okay, and we get on the swing set, and we got a slide. And we have a maypole, you know. I just go around the maypole all day by myself, okay? American good, cement, right? You're young at heart. Uh, you know, believe me, it was American steel, not like this Mexican steel where they snap in half and you end up having to sue everybody. <laughs> so everything about that swing set you play on was made right here in America, is my guess. Everything, right? even the seats, right? It's like an old tire made at a Goodyear factory right here in the good old USA. Well, uh, Donald, uh, you know, I'm glad you feel great. I appreciate the fact that you would uh, that you'd pop in like that, and uh, you know, it's good to feel young. I feel old, but I am old. So, well, look, you're only as old as you feel. Just ask Herman, okay? Look, <laughs> you guys are good friends. So, Hillary, at the same time in the same week, of course, she collapsed, and she had very to go. Bad. Through, yeah, I know it was. You said you were very sad about that, weren't you, Donald? Look, you know, I don't, uh, look, she's not my enemy. She's just, you know, my opponent. I don't want her to be sick. I mean, well, she is, and she probably has every disease known to man. Look, look who she's married to. I wouldn't want to be around her, would you? <laughs> People have been around her. I don't know. She's, you feel better now, don't you? Don't you? You feel a lot better. I feel so much better, you guys. And, you know, I'm just ready for... <coughs> All right, take a moment. Take a, just, you're, you're back. I just Three, read... Four years of that, I don't think so. <laughs> You're back, right? You're back. Uh, Alan, just pull her down. Okay, we'll just pull her down. We'll get back. I feel like I'm getting a cold just listening to her. All right, look, vote for me. You're going to be fine. We're going to be great. Making America great again. Okay, believe me. Thank you, Donald Trump. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so she went out and did her first stuff, Jared Yamamoto. She's back on the campaign trail. And someone yelled, uh, F, uh, the old F-bomb. Uh, yes, they did. Yeah, but, uh... People like me, we're lucky. When I'm under the weather. You know, not only that, not only the idea of the guy heckling her like that, which, by the way, I'm not for. I don't. I think you should act respectful in in public. I think you should show respect to people, even if you didn't don't like them. Talk about a warm welcome too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, welcome back to the campaign trail, Hillary. That's ah, one guy. One <laughs> guy in, in the crowd. Um, but that line that she was going on there, the further line. This is what I can't. Well, there's a lot of things that I can't stand about uh, the left. You know, she's going into this whole thing where, well, you know, people like me are lucky because we can take time off when we're sick. First of all, most people, if you're sick enough, 
you take time off. There's not a whole lot you can do. And most employers don't really want you around if you're actually sick, sick. So that's baloney. But it goes to this thing with the left where, uh, oh, we look out for the little people. That's what we do. Sorry. We look out for the little people. Now, here's the thing I'd like to point out. Before you can look out for the little people, you have to be the type of person that looks out and sees little people. This is why I'm a libertarian. I don't see little people. I see people with potential. I see people who are not maximizing their potential. I see people who are maximizing their potential. I see people who, yes, were born on third base, and they can't make it home. And I've seen people who were you know, born in the dugout, and they figure out a way to knock it over the wall. That's called a dynamic society, but you believe in people. And if I hear another rich person tell me about how their life is to look out for the little people, when you tell me you're looking out for the little people, I've just written you off and I'm not listening to anything you say ever again. Because but now, excuse me, uh, I care about the oh, single back. mothers who yes. are working. At- <coughs> <laughs> Hillary, did you get some water? Did you- they make minimum wage. <laughs> Yes, I understand. They're making minimum wage. Uh, Alan, Alan, pull, pull her down. Uh, Hillary, get, get, a, get a cup, get a drink, get something like that. I, I want to have equal time. I want you to be able to say what's on your mind. But uh, So uh, does anybody, I mean, I'm look, I will tell you that most of my friends, nobody agrees with me in this world 100%. Most of my friends are liberals. And I want to speak to them right now. If you come to me and you say, look, just between these two, I'm going to go with her, even though I know she's corrupt, I know she's a liar, I know all of this other stuff. You know what? That is a legitimate point of view. And I will accept that as a legitimate point of view. But don't come to me and tell me that you have twisted your logic up into a pretzel to where you're telling me that you're believing anything this woman is saying about anything it's impossible to believe they don't even know how to say i got sick i fell down now i'm up it has to be a you know and she has to she's blaming the campaign now clinton blames everybody you see the colin powell emails yes i mean and you know he was angry because she was throwing him under the bus over the emails and then of course uh she throws the campaign my my senior staff uh knew and uh information uh was provided to a number of people and you know my campaign has said that they could have been faster, and uh, I agree with that. I uh, certainly expect them to be as uh, uh, as focused and quick as possible. Yeah, because she had nothing to do with the call. She Oh, she wanted what? When the word got back to Hillary that they hadn't been completely transparent, oh, she started throwing ashtrays again. Oh, boy, this got it. I mean, th- how can anyone believe anything that's being said here? If you come to me and say, out of the two, I'm going to choose her because I don't like him, that's at least a legitimate point of view. But don't come to me and give me this nonsense about how it's sexist because people are asking her about her health. How, when did that happen? The, uh, the, the supposed double standard? Uh, where, where's that? Yeah, Tim Kaine went Tim after Kane. Yeah, it's like uh, a double well, standard. I definitely think there's a double standard uh, that's being applied. And I think it's, it's and I don't know, um, I don't, I, I'm not going to say this is all because of her gender, but I think there's a double standard. Yeah, do you remember John McCain? 
That man almost had to have go through a proctology test on live TV. I mean, this guy, nobody was, nobody was put through the ringer as far as their health goes more than John McCain. And I know in this world of gender dysphoria, I may be late on this, but he is still identifying as a man. Is that not correct? That is correct. So you got to keep up with things. There's some Facebook tells me there's 52 different genders that you can identify as. And it's been. Check your pronoun. Yeah, it's been eight years since uh, John McCain ran for president. And for all I know, because I'm not, fo- I'm not following up on him necessarily uh you know he maybe he now identifies as one of the other 51 gender possibilities but i think he's still a man so uh, here's the von hessler doctrine on that one shut up and go away there is no double standard here all you got to do you don't have to be a genius you just have to go back eight years the man put out 1400 pages of his health goodness all right i'm keeping up with the traffic jam are you we'll be back Everyone has an opinion, but he has the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler, entertaining honesty on WSB. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. Before we left, I was just wondering how anybody... I understand that people are going to vote for Hillary Clinton. And I understand there's a lot of people who don't like Donald Trump. I'm not voting for either of them, but just to assess the situation. To my liberal friends, I'm just saying, do not come at me with your twisted pretzel logic and tell me that you believe that they're telling you the truth about anything at this point. It, there's, this woman has to backtrack and say, well, and this, and technically speaking, you know, I'm from kind of a white trash background. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> and there are people in my family, this is the thing I learned a long time ago. Stay away from the people in my family who during a conversation will say this sentence, technically, it's not against the law. <laughs> Anybody who has to tell you that technically it's not against the law is the type of person you want to get your kids and the rest of your family out of there and never. And that's what that's what this campaign is. Technically, well, I didn't tell people about the sickness because I was going to power through because uh, technically I wasn't really sick. And then technically with the emails, if you're a liberal friend and I have many, when you come up to me, just say, I don't like him so much that I'm voting for her and I know she's corrupt and I know she's a liar because every single one of you know that's true. You can be lying to yourself. You're going to allow her lies to get you to look in the mirror and lie to yourself about her <laughs> lies? I mean, it's absurd. Just say it's a crap year. I don't like either of them. I'm going to pick her, even though I know what she's all about. But yeah, this, it's, I, not, yeah, go ahead. it's not so crazy to say, just on the international stage, I don't want Trump there. That's uh, all. Uh, yeah, just say that. Just uh, yeah, he scares fine. me or whatever. Yeah. I just he's I, I can't. Uh, so I'm going with the liar. I'm going <laughs> with the corrupt person because I feel more comfortable with the liar and the corrupt person than this this egomaniac. All right, you tell me that, then I I, I legitimately that's a. But don't tell me that there's a double standard. You know, people on the left are gonna. Are you gonna try to convince me a guy who's been a libertarian and a conservative for a long time that the media is beating up on Hillary? Clinton, I mean, put something in my ears so I don't have to listen <laughs> to you lie for her lies. Just say, yeah, she's full of it, and I'm going to vote for her, and I will, and then, you know, the, the whole pneumonia thing, and it was, and it isn't, and this is what it is, and it's never happened before, but it's happened a bunch of times, but we don't know, and then Bill comes out. And- it's crazy time we live in, you know, when people think there's something unusual about getting the flu. Next time I checked, last time I checked... Millions of people were getting it every year. <laughs> last time well, I, I think che- it's la- hold on. Last time I checked, you were telling millions of people it was pneumonia. 
Wait, now we, it's the it's flu. crazy time we live in, you know, when people think there's something unusual about getting the flu. Next time I... Ch- I realize you two haven't shared a bed in 35 <laughs> years, but I'm assuming you see each other in the kitchen in the morning. You can at least get your story straight. He's sounding worse and worse. I mean, I, I, I don't... Say, I, it's like catching. He's got it, too. Oh, he's got it. And that was another story. Well, everybody was sick in the campaign. We just... Ugh, Lord in heaven. Just, do you have that any circus music when we come back? Anytime Hillary says anything, I just want... Bleep, bleep, dee, 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 dee. That's most, good enough. Most bizarre campaign cycle ever. I don't have time to push my fourth Von Hessler experience. I'll do it when we come back. And I'm going to read your notes, Jared Yamamoto, verbatim when we return. News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Welcome back. You heard the man. I'm Eric Von Hessler, joined by Autumn Fisher. And Jared Yamamoto. By the way, Jared Yamamoto wants me to remind you of something. And he wrote this down, and I'm going to read it verbatim. <laughs> verbatim. <laughs> Come Here on we go. Now. Here we go. Hey, what are you protesting for? You wrote it. The fourth Von Hessler experience is coming up on Friday, September 30th from 7 to 10 p.m. Checkmark. In the WSB Live Lounge. Perfect. Ad lib. <laughs> Parenthetically, I can't believe we've done four of these. Ha ha. Oh, so he's like writing you a text yes. on actual paper. Yes. Close parentheses. Uh, come join. Heart emoji. Smiley face. <laughs> Winky smiley face blowing a heart kiss. Everybody knows what ad lib means. That's for Ad lib. Oh Parenthetically, I can't believe we've done four of these. Ha ha. Close parentheses. Come join me and all the doctrinaires for a unique experience with me. So come join me for an experience with me. It's all about me. It's easy to sign up. Your name's on the marquee, right? It certainly is. It's easy to sign up. Go to your WSB Radio app. If you don't have the WSB Radio app, what is the problem? Go get it. And look for the Von Hessler Experience. Now, do they have to go through the Von Hessler Doctrine? That's correct. They have to go through the Von Hessler Doctrine button, yeah, on and, the, then, um, and, and then, then it's right there. Above, by the way, another reason that you need to have the WSB Radio app, you know how great this hour is. We do three hours a week, plus what? our Sunday show all what? ends up right on that app. You can have more of me than I want. So it's easy to sign up. Go to your WSB Radio app and look for the Von Hessler Experience. Fill out the survey Oh, I like this. This is the end. And by the way, there's an exclamation there. <laughs> Serious applicants only. Oh. No fatties. Hey, I didn't say that. <laughs> I this, didn't write that what either. Are you, what are you, what's my goodness gracious? Look at this. This is the power of radio right here. Our listeners have no so, idea. So sexist. Trigger warning. Sexist, ageist, fattest. You're everything. You're everything horrible. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC, and in this Sunday's Atlanta Journal-Constitution, a great story, an investigation that reveals how lawmakers have benefited from Georgia's lethal and growing painkiller epidemic. That's why we say, if it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. Let's do this. What the? What the? What the? Seriously, what the? WTF with Autumn Fisher. That's me. That is you. Now, before we get to you, and I ask you what the fun and games, I want to know if Jared uh, wants to, we forgot one thing with Trump, but we have to clear up. Hmm. So Trump made a statement. He was clearing something up, and you play it right through your microphone there. Go ahead. President Barack Obama was born in the United States 
Oh, great. Well, he finally came in. It only took me eight years to come to that conclusion. Shocking. Why, why couldn't he have said that the other day when he was asked? Because well, I'm not going to say it until I'm ready. Because he wanted to have this big moment. It was like a, as the people around him were handling it. Look, Trump is running a better campaign right now. There's just no two ways about it. He is he's running a better campaign. He's not necessarily... The way that I look at it, the way the polls have even back up, it's not like he's jumping up to 52%. But right, if you remember right after the convention, the Republican convention, or I think after both conventions were over, basically, they were kind of tied. And then he went off on the Mexican judge and had some other things. And I think some people who were loosely thinking about voting for him jumped ship. Went to Hillary, went to maybe Gary Johnson, a few lost souls down there with Jill Stein. I don't know. And I think with everything that's been happening in the last week or so surrounding Hillary, what I really feel like has happened is those people who were kind of for Trump and jump ship are now back. Because it, it looks like it did if you took a snapshot five weeks ago. We're back to basically a tied race, uh, one or two points by one or the other, although he's looking very good in the battleground states. Especially in Ohio. He's outside the margin of error. So this is what's important for the Trump people. As I've said, I'm your honest broker. I'm not voting. I've told everyone that my new decision, after Gary Johnson didn't know where Aleppo was, <laughs> I'm voting down ticket. I'm leaving the top of the ticket blank, and I'm going to go get drunk. That's my election day. That's what I'm going to do. But I'll be a fair broker here for the Trump people with the national numbers being there and having good polling in in these uh, important states like Ohio and Florida. uh, Now it's about ground game. And this is where the question mark comes in. Has he put enough money, time, and effort to have seasoned people on the ground. You can't just put people on the ground. You need people who are preferably between 45 and 60 years of age and have done this two or three times before because it's it's you got to get it's it's one thing to pick up a f- telephone and say I'm going to vote for somebody. It's another thing to make sure every one of those people actually gets out and votes. And that's what the Democrats have been pretty good at the last uh, couple of times getting everybody out there and voting. Plus, it, you know, dead people vote for de- Democrats. I've never really quite figured out how they pull that one off, but you got to overcome that hurdle as well. Now, Autumn Fisher, let's yeah. play the imager again, Alan. I feel like we're so far away from it. Now I've put him, he put it away. He put it in a box. <laughs> WTF. Never what the? What the? Seriously, what the? WTF with Autumn Fisher. When Alan's done with all the imagers, he puts them in a box because he's very, he's very OCD. He yeah, he packs, he packs them away with that, you know, yeah. custom fitted styrofoam. That is correct. So what the fun and games, Autumn Fisher? A new report says that by 2021, robots will eliminate 6% of all U.S. jobs, including jobs like customer service representatives and then eventually truck drivers and taxi drivers, etc. Now, here's the thing. I'm not so good with math. What is that? Five years? It's not that far. Yeah, I'm not here yeah. to do math. Wow, that is five years from now. Five years from now, and you're talking about 6% of the workforce. I've mentioned this before, but I'm a radio guy. I have no problem repeating myself. I'll do it again. Uh, this is how corporations are going to get around the whole $15 an hour thing, Mm -hmm. the fair wage, all of that. I don't know if people have noticed, but if you go back about a year or so, every time there's a protest for $15 an hour, you see a lot of CEOs on and economists that are from the right explaining why this is a bad idea and will actually hurt people. It didn't take long to figure out that no one's listening to that logic. And basically what happened was uh, corporations were queuing up to automate Now, you have to put in some investment to automate, and then that uh, 
am, what is that word, amortize. I'm always in trouble, trouble with that word. It takes maybe four, five, six years to get that initial investment back. And so they were thinking about going in that direction in the next few years. When they realized they couldn't win the argument uh, against $15 an hour, I think a lot of people said, stop going on the shows, stop going on CNBC, stop trying to explain it. We're just going to do the initial investment for automation right now. And by 2025 or something, uh, people will walk into a fast food place, for the most part. They'll order off of an iPad, and uh, they will get their food. Uh, there'll be like one person that makes sure all the machines work. There's a, there's a related story where uh, there's a, uh, I think there's a pizza-making machine that's automatic now. Yeah, the, the Xavier uh, University. Yeah, is it Xavier or is it Xavier? Xavier, 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 excuse me. Xavier. X Xavier. I just had to add a little emphasis in there. Remember when they used to be Xavier? Now they're X Xavier. Well, listen, so for for the listeners out there, if you want to know how to spell it, there's an X in front of it. So now I reiterated it. I I know. Xavier. I play the X xylophone. Don't tell you. Look, don't tell me something I don't know. I I know all the X words that sound like a Z. See, I do the opposite. I call an X ray just the ray. Just a ray. Yeah. Zaray. I call it a Zaray. Zaray. I like to go all the way with it. So, uh, yeah, all the, you know, you can make burgers now with, uh, you, robots can do almost anything. And so you'll have one person there. They'll be a supervisor. They'll be on the chain of management in whatever fast food chain that they're in. And they'll make sure all the machines run. We here at uh, WSB on the second floor, we've got the robot cafe. It's fantastic. I don't have to talk to anybody. And I've, they've got, it's, like a bodega. It's a store. It's not just a, you know, it's not a vending machine. And you go up and you, it's wonderful. You don't have to talk to anybody. So this Good is morning. where the world, yeah, thank you very much. I, why don't you guys have baby roofs? It's the best candy bar in the world. And I don't understand why you don't have it stocked. Because there is an automated scale that you are standing on and you do not need the baby roof. See, it's <laughs> thinking about my health. You know, I don't, I don't, people who usually work in stores don't think about my health. So, you know, 19 cameras up there. And how many scales do we have? What, two or three? Yeah. Yeah. And you can't get away. That's the thing is you walk in, you see yourself on camera. There's no, you know, stealing a cookie and running. Would you like your regular parfait? (laughs) I like to actually. I'm sorry. We are out of parfaits. Okay. I understand that. I I just wish that you would have more parfaits. I eat a lot of them. Would you like your regular parfait? I would, but you don't. I'm sorry. We are out of parfaits. (laughs) I know that. Please make another selection. I'm not going to make a selection. I'm just here to say I wish you would have more parfaits. That's all. We no longer accept correct change. (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) So there's the downside. You can't really argue with them, but the upside is you don't have to deal with human beings and their attitudes. <laughs> I like that you said, why? The robot. <laughs> why? You don't take correct change. What kind of stupid rule would that be? <laughs> it's like in an airplane when you can't buy something with a with cash. Yeah. I like, like going... What? Why? Actually, you know what? I don't like to see... I don't know if you remember... No, you're too young. I, and Jared doesn't remember any... He's too young. <laughs> doesn't care about anything that happened before him. But Alan's an old soul with me. Uh, People's Airlines. You remember People's Airlines? It was like uh, 80s airlines. And it was, as far as I remember, the first budget airlines. And I literally, you could fly places and back for 80... People Express Airlines. People Express, yeah. And you could go for like $80 to, uh, you know, Boston and back for $80. It was fantastic. Here was the one problem. You didn't pay before you got the ticket. You paid when you were on the plane. So you would get on the plane, like, I guess they used to do this with trains or whatever, and they would go through before they served anything. Tickets, please. They would go through, and (laughs) you would see people handing money, 
And I, it was like, to me, I didn't really use it that much because it, it felt like they were... Like they, it, like they're running out of gas and they need gas money. That's what it felt like. So like, hey, can, can anybody chip in here? We we, we don't quite have enough. It's just oh, kind of did, a bizarre thing. Did the stewardesses and stuff have the, those cool um, belt change things? No, no, no. The, they, most of it was cards, but you could pay. Oh, okay. You could pay in cash. But no, I don't remember people like going, clicking off three quarters and giving them back to you like you're at the ballpark. Where are those belts? I want one of those. I just want to be a hipster and wear one of those on my belt. You can bring it back because hipsters are stupid and anything old and somewhat ironic. It could become That's fashion right. for at least five minutes, right? <laughs> this is kind of cool. It actually became Frontier Airlines yes. front, that, that, that we have today. It actually acquired Frontier Airlines, and they kept Frontier Airlines' name. Yeah. That's yeah, kind of neat. They, so it still they, exists. They, for some, they did one too many flights where somebody realized, once I'm on this plane, if I don't have enough money, <laughs> they can't throw me out. So I think at some point, the, it didn't work out. They didn't have enough money, and then they were, they were bought. There's just I like a random guy walking up and down the aisle. I got to make it to Houston. I just need $1.50 more on my ticket. <laughs> I got to get there, man. I got to get there. People start bumming money from each other to try to make the fair. It's just doesn't If everybody on this flight could give me just $1.50. I don't. I, 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 when it comes to... When, when it comes... Yeah. I, if I, if everything just give me $1.50, I can... I can get, make it to my job, my job opportunity in Houston. <laughs> I can get to my little girl's birthday party. That's you right. know, I don't want to miss that. <laughs> <laughs> I like serious business when it comes to planes. I don't want any fun and games. Speaking of fun and games, more WTF when we return. Dig that groovy music. I'm Eric Von Hessler. We don't have too much time left in this hour, so do we have enough? I don't even know if we have enough time for another WTF. Very fast. What? A quick one. A quick one, Autumn Fisher. All right. A woman is suing her parents for sharing embarrassing childhood photos. Who cares? And that's that subject. <laughs> Look how quick we took care of that. No, you I saw this. One? You want another who cares? Yeah, just hit me, hit, me, hit me real fast. Sure. A mysterious catfish fell from the sky and hit a lady in the face. Who cares? Who cares? That sucks. We're starting a brand new trend in radio. <laughs> All we do is bring up top. And the host says, who yep. cares? Rick I'm, Perry was on Dancing with the Stars. He didn't do that great. Who, who cares? cares? <laughs> who cares? I got no time for it. I'm too busy to worry about this sort of stuff. Ryan Lochte was on uh, Dancing, what was it? Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, he was rushed. Stars. Yeah, he, they had like a big ambush happen. Swimming is a, excuse me. Hey, back off. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hey, back off. Excuse me. Morons! What were they protesting with Ryan Lochte? Was he? You know, they, Who cares? Who cares? That's right. I'm I'm defeating my own purpose here. Okay, I've had it up to here with WTF stories. You know what I'm in the mood for? More headlines. So that's what we'll do when we return. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Eric von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest. Hour two of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. These are my doctrinaires. There's seven or eight of them lined up left to right on your radio dial. I'd tell you all their names, but I myself have forgotten. So therefore, it's time for... More headlines. Oh, boy. We push the envelope. Don't we, English, Nick? Yes, we do. And Order! Just for, just for the record, Your Honor, I'm, I'm doctrinaire number five. Order! Order! I'm glad you joined us, too, Nick. That's good to be here, Jared. Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't say English Nick was here. 
I was being, I was not being a good host. Thank you, Jared, for coming in and, and saving my behind. Now do your real job and give me even more headlines. Well, you'll like this headline. The Obama administration plans to spend $4.6 million on health promotion and emotional wellness for refugees. $4.6 million on wellness for refugees. These are the ones with the controversial stuff from Syria and everywhere yeah, in the yeah. world. Well, primarily now, the, Syri- the Syrian refugees are the, the highest influx of refugees that we have Emotional now. Emotional wellness. Yeah. $4.6 million, did you say? Yes, sir. This is his question. Is there any way, <laughs> is there any way to know whether or not you're being successful when you use a term like emotional wellness? Like if you said we got four point six million dollars to fix broken legs, you could count that. Hey, so many number had broken legs, and now those legs have been fixed. Two plus two equals four. Two plus two indeed does, my friend. Drink. Emotional wellness. <laughs> like how do you how do you quantify that? How do you know? That's just one of those umbrella things where you could say. You know, if one of them wants to have a sex change operation, can we say they're not? They don't have emotional wellness. I'm feeling good. Yeah, yeah. like what if people are still kind of blue? They're down. Yeah. What about people who actually have medical issues that that are a Syrian refugee? Maybe that. I would imagine that's that that comes without saying, right? I mean, it goes without saying that if they, if they, if they're sick, they'll be taken. This is a different thing. Emotional well-being. This pure government nonsense. Like, I'm supposed to be a monster if I'm against this because, obviously, I don't care about the emotional well-being of these people, and that makes me a xenophobe. But as a libertarian, this is, this is why I'm a libertarian. Because in government, they just cut a check. $4.6 million. We can't find 50 cents for a Zika virus. And, uh, but we'll just cut $4.6 million for something called the emotional well-being, I mean, not even to get into the refugee issue, which is a hot issue right now, whether we should be allowing everyone in. My understanding is that uh, they just caught some people, it was in Germany, they were arrested because they were engaged and about to commit a terrorist act, and they had Syrian passports. And so they it's had- It's not an uncommon thing, for sure. Yeah, it's been, it happens in Europe already. Although I probably don't have that story right, but I'm a talk show host. I just did blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Something happened in Europe Keep like talking, that. Keep talking, Von Hessler. That's right. My point, my point is, beyond that whole issue of Syrian refugees, this is why you should be a libertarian. This is why you should believe in smaller government. Now, I don't believe in small, weak, ineffective government. I believe in small government, and those, the government you have left needs to be strong, powerful, and effective. But it needs to be small, and this is the reason why. When they can just cut a check for $4.6 million for something that they term emotional well-being of anybody, native or refugee, because emotional well-being is not something that you can know when you're done. You can't know when you've done the job. Oh, it's Friday. I don't like Friday. Get me some money. Boy, emotionally, I tell you, I'm spent. <laughs> so why don't you spend a little more money on me? It's like, what, what is needed here? It's, it doesn't make any... This is just uh-uh. a prime example of... Did you have some numbers from... Supposedly, uh, this is the big headline for the last 
uh, few days. Uh, Americans got a bigger wage hike than they have in. It's the biggest wage hike of all time. You know. Yeah. So the median income now is going to be right around fifty six thousand dollars per American. But the way this breaks. By the way, down, that's what it was back in nineteen ninety eight. Right. And I don't. It's because underst- it's been so bad for so long. <laughs> you get a big spike, and they say, "Oh, it's the biggest raise Americans have ever had." And the way this breaks down per refugee is, it looks like it's going to be right around sixty four thousand dollars allocated per refugee. I don't think that's enough to make sure that someone has emotional well-being. $64,000? They're going to be living better than us, than and middle class the, people like you us. You know, I would, I, would rather, I would rather do... <laughs> the smartest thing would just to give them a check each for $64,000 rather than let it go through the bureaucracy. Because even... they See, they break it down like that. It's $64,000 per refugee. But in reality, bureaucrats are going to get a big chunk of that for all the paperwork and the middleman work. And, and then it'll become a job that you never want it to end. So we have to continue to help with people's well-being. But going back... Back to uh, the median income, where supposedly Americans got the biggest raise they've ever gotten. It's baloney, complete baloney. It's a statistical phony baloney thing because it's not real. Because in reality, they're making the same as they were in 98 or 2000, you know, something along those lines. And there's a stat in there. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, do you have the, uh, the poverty stat? Yeah, I, th- like, I think it's like 56 million people wow. that are with it that are all uh, in poverty now. Let me hold on. We already we already in the United States. We already pulled one out of our behinds. I don't want to do that again. <laughs> so people will not believe me any longer. Oh, here's a Gallup poll. Americans don't trust the media. What a surprise! <laughs> <laughs> okay, here it is. 53.1 million people are living in poverty in the United States now. First of all, it's a stat from the government, so I don't believe it. Now, have is is this does poverty mean today what poverty meant thirty years ago, or has it been expanded like emotional well-being? But even if it's forty, if it's thirty-five, it's outrageous and it's unnecessary. The government is causing this. Government policies are causing this. We have had a war on poverty. It was called the war on poverty. They would have called it WAP, but some people would have gotten offended. So it's just the war on poverty. It was started by uh, President Lyndon Johnson in the 60s. It's been 50 years, and we have just about the same number of people impoverished. More, it looks like, with this number. Uh, did you pull up this number? Because sometimes your numbers aren't right, Jared Yamamoto. That number, I believe, is from ABC News and the Washington Free Beacon. So I combined the stories together. 53.1 million people are living in poverty. That's got to be a phony number. That's got to. It's got to be a phony. We have. We would have. <laughs> We, we would have civil war. We, we, I just don't believe that number. But I have a question. How much have we spent on the war on poverty? Funny you ask. <laughs> Somewhere in the neighborhood of $22 trillion. Oh, dollars. But you know what? That's not enough for Colin Kaepernick. <sighs> He's not going to stand because there's no social justice. But the people, the people have spent 20 plus trillion dollars in the last 50 years trying to make poverty go away. Now, you can say it didn't work, but when you look and see that the people have spent $22 trillion on this, you can't say they don't care. You can't say they don't believe in trying. You can't say they don't want to see it end. And who is the Democrat out there saying, well, if it was only $25 trillion, we would have gotten the job done. That is, if we have basically the same poverty rate, 
like 13.1%, somewhere in that, that we had when the war on poverty started, after spending $22 trillion, <laughs> you have to come to the conclusion that all of that failed, which leads you to the next conclusion that every bit of that money was wasted. Or mm. let's just say three quarters of that money was wasted. It didn't do anything. Where did it go? It went to bureaucrats who are now retiring after all of these years, and they have pensions, and they should be ashamed of themselves and give the pension back when they open the paper and see, we didn't, we didn't make a dent. Confirmed from the United States uh, Census Bureau here, 51 million people in poverty That's here. outrageous, and it's unnecessary. I still kind of don't... Approximately 14.5% of the population. Still kind of don't believe the stat because they open up what poverty is, but it's still way... It's 40 million. It's ridiculous. And what I'm here to tell you is it's unnecessary. The government you worship is causing this. You need less government in your life, and you will have more people who can move from where they are to where they can go if you get some government out of the way. Now, I'm not heartless, Jared. Don't look at me like I'm heartless. I believe in a safety net. But what is a safety net supposed to do? <laughs> like, think of like if you're at the... Uh, Anybody go to the circus anymore? Do no, still not the, anymore. The, I did when I was a kid. The flying trapeze, sure. right? They're flying around, and if they happen to miss... They go down into the safety net, and what happens? They bounce back up. That's right. They are saved from being killed, and they walk back up the ladder, and they start swinging to their heart's desire again. <laughs> it's supposed to be a safety net, not a safety pit, which is what it's become. Where you just get trapped down there, and if you're trapped down there, stop blaming Monsanto. Start blaming your local politicians. Start there and start working up. It's probably more to do with the federal system than your local system, but start blaming the people that should be blamed. Stop blaming people who are successful. They're not keeping you in that pit. And guess what? The more that pit gets filled up with people who vote for us the less we want people to get out of that pit. Mm -hmm. Remember, small, effective government, period. Rant over. Do I have time for another story? We sure do. Like a superhero, Ted the Terrific Cruise has a plan to keep control of the internet. Ted the Terrific Cruise. Is this your <laughs> moniker? Yes, because a... that's the way the headline read. It's what? like a superhero to save the internet. To save the day, Ted Cruise. Can I tell you something, though? Nobody's talking about this. You know, in a couple of weeks, we are going to turn over the management of the Internet, which has always been managed by Americans somewhere out of California. And this is, look, maybe it's the right, it doesn't feel to me like it's the right thing to do, where it goes into like this sort of League of Nations, United Nations control over the Internet. This is basically ICANN, I-C-A-N-N. So what they're, they're the gatekeepers, and they are the ones who uh, decide Internet addresses. And we've always run that, and uh, I don't know if anybody's noticed this, but the internet works pretty good. Works pretty good. Even with my stupid plan with a company I won't name, which I'm not all that happy, but the internet itself is working good. It's my company that's letting me down between the internet and me. So the government are going to get involved in controlling the internet? Is no, no, government, we do. The Americans are in charge of it, and this is getting no debate whatsoever, and in a few weeks, we're going to turn it over. Now, I guess when the whole thing started... It's kind of a Hong Kong deal where this mm -hmm. date has been out there for a long time. And I don't know. Maybe there's – is there a danger that some of these countries that censor the Internet could get involved in some way and tell people they can't have addresses? I don't know. 
seems to me it'd be nice to keep the freest nation in the world, the nation that has the First Amendment, the nation where you're allowed to call your president a jerk and not go to jail. Seems to me it'd be nice to have that nation handing out internet addresses. Uh, but don't debate it because, you know, bathrooms. That's what's really important. <laughs> All right. We got some Outrage Corner with English Nick when we return. Everyone has an opinion, but he has the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler, entertaining honesty on WSB. Entertaining honesty indeed, but not too honest because I think I said when we come back we're going to do Outrage Corner. That wasn't really a lie. That was my producer giving me the wrong information. So we have a few more headlines here, or at least one more headline. It's totally my fault, and I agree with this headline coming up here. Well, hold on a second. Before you get to your headline, <laughs> I, I've been, during the break, Autumn was telling us that she tried to tell a knock-knock joke to a dumb guy, <laughs> and I just want to explain this again. So this, how old was this guy? 57, you said, or something? Yeah, I mean, he was in his either late 40s or okay. mid 50s. So you, like you, you hit him with a knock knock joke, and what happened? I said knock knock, and he said, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a knock knock joke. You know, you're supposed to say knock knock, who's there? But he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, no problem. I said, okay, knock knock, and he said, come in. <laughs> what it's is wrong okay. with you? Knock knock, it's open. Yeah, how do you not know? How do you not know how a knock knock joke goes? I don't know. The millennials might not know. Give me that next headline. I know that was a seg. And of course, how much you love millennials over here? Millennials are picking pets over people. What does that mean? They're picking to eat? No, no. They're just uh, apparently like three quarters of millennials are have dogs, and about fifty one percent of them have cats. So they're picking. Uh, they're, they want to have pets instead of having people. Friends. Instead of children, people friends or children. People friends and children too. I mean, uh, millennials. Not- look, look, we're we're a very introverted uh, generation. It, it takes a well, long that's time. One way of putting it. Well, it takes a it takes a lot to break <laughs> to break down a millennial. But once you break through the door, you realize we're all normal people. We're just like you guys you were. Just, but- you don't get married and you don't have kids, and you uh, would rather be around. Pets Pets than people Listen, because you, you know were what? talking about pets, the- pets never argue my like if, if I'm being completely emotional and illogical a pet will never put me in my place so therefore I'm choosing pets over people yeah and I mean, the other thing too is that it, it's with the way things I mean with you, you see, have a pet? You, you've seen how the economy works I mean the how the economy is going now it's it's not going well like so why would we want to have kids in this oh, bad economy that your ca- generation created just for us cash out then why don't you just just uh, just sit on the sidelines don't have children don't get married keep putting everything off this is no longer call them millennials it's just the arrested development uh, generation it's uh, I want to be perpetually 22 years old, and that's it. And you know what? Kids bring responsibility. I don't really like responsibility. I let the government do everything for me, so I don't want responsibility. Yeah, sorry, excuse me. I had an ancient form, an ancient species, a different type of species. It's not doesn't really exist anymore of a parrot. Yeah. But I had to get rid of it because it was just so annoying. <laughs> Are you getting married anytime soon? Oh, no, gross. I have Tinder, but it's really just for hookups. Well, that music is drowning you out, millennial lady. I think we're going to have Outrage Corner when we get back. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. And in today's Atlanta Journal-Constitution, you'll read about an investigation that reveals how lawmakers have benefited from George's lethal and growing painkiller epidemic. That's why we say if it's Sunday, 
It's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. These are my doctrinaires. One of those is Jared Yamamoto. Oh, and I messed up there because it's actually time for this. Outrage Corner. That's outrageous. With English Nick. It's not with Jared Yamamoto. No, it's with English Nick. Outrageous, Eric, that you would think that. Too much alcohol last night. (laughs) What is... Are you on the struggle bus today? I am a little bit on the struggle bus today, oh, but it has more. Jared? No, it's not really. Have, <laughs> it doesn't really have to do with alcohol. It has to do with the fact that my two favorite football teams are the Bills and the Falcons, and uh, that's got me on the struggle bus because it already looks like it's going to be another long year for me. So I'm just trying to get over it. Just try, I tell myself, oh, I tell myself, I have to do this with my teams. That you know what, Eric? If you want to be happy in your life, this is how I use this, Jared. You might want to try it as a Falcons fan yourself. If you want to be happy in your life, I say to myself, Eric. I look in the mirror and I say, Eric. If you want to be happy in your life, you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to achieve things that make you happy. Because I got news for you: your favorite teams are not going to help you at all. As a matter of fact, they're pushing the other way. They're trying to make you miserable. So you must rise above, rise up, and achieve things. What's out? Well, well, real quick, maybe you should just give Matt Ryan a call one of these days and see if he can help you out. Uh, yeah. Well, Personally. he can help me out by not throwing interceptions. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm here right now. In, what do they play at 425 today? That's right. Um, so, you know, how about no winners? My other, my other favorite team, the Bills, 0-2 before we got to the second Sunday of the season. So, help me out here. All right. And tell me what's outraging the world. We'll try to feel good and uh, derive happiness from the outrage of others. I think you might agree with this guy, because we've talked about this before. You have Jay-Z. I agree with everything he says. Jay-Z, your famous rapper. He's married to Beyonce. I agree with that. Sean Carter's his real name. I would be married to Beyonce, Mm -hmm. so already we're in agreement. Jay-Z calls the war on drugs an epic fail. He says it's time to rethink our policies and laws. This all was in a powerful multimedia op-ed published by the New York Times. Multimedia op-ed. Hey, hey, kids, New York Times, we got Jay-Z, and we're multimedia. Get out of my face. (laughs) Get out of my... (laughs) We got Jay-Z. Here, he's right here. It's a video video of Molly Crabapple's images with Jay-Z narrating and talking about it. Oh, whatever. But I do agree. It's to the Izzo. I agree. I agree with Jay Z on this one. Okay, Jay Z, slow down there. Hey, you know what? You're gonna learn more in business than you will in life. (laughs) Holla at your boy. How do you feel about the drug war? Oh, it's no good, man. Remind yourself, nobody's built like yourself. You will not lose, even for in defeat. There is a valuable lesson learned. It's your boy. <laughs> Boy, that title thing. Uh-huh. He, he's, he's, he owns uh, Title, which goes up against Spotify, and they're losing millions and millions of dollars. Music streaming? Music streaming, not working out. Oh, uh, you know what? Yeah. Sometimes you fail, you got to pick yourself up. That <laughs> <laughs> rhymes. You'll be. Uh, you know what? I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. Oh, oh. fantastic. So Boy. I... I agree. Can you stop chirping? <laughs> stop chirping back there so I can got, have enough. If you got problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but A1. Oh, I, oh. I, I'm trying to agree with you, but you won't uh, stop chirping. Hey. Hey, yo. You know what? I got dreams. Yeah. I got dreams. Nobody believes. But you know what? Yeah. Nobody can see nobody else but me. 
I'm gonna try to slide. The, I'm gonna try to slide this in. <laughs> Get an edge in word wise. <laughs> and hey, say, yo, <laughs> and say that. He's a wordsmith, Eric. Say, what are you gonna do? I guess. It's a, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's like, man. You know what it's like. So uh, I agree with Jay Z. Yeah, boy. Yes, thank you. The war on drugs <laughs> is an absolute failure. It should be retired. If you oh, if. Yeah. <laughs> I the, hear that. I hear that. Uh-huh. If well, you, of course you would. If the the war on drugs, if the war on drugs was your favorite team, uh, you oh, would yeah. now be in your fiftieth year or so of losing and not making the playoffs. All right. Yeah, straight up, straight up. Uh-huh. So why can't you hold the people who run the war on drugs hold their feet to the fire the way you would hold the coaching oh. staff of your favorite teams' oh. feet Preach. to the fire? Preach it up. Uh, I'm not done, uh, JC. Uh, I'm not done. Hey, I, you know what? Huh? My past ain't pretty, but my lady is. Hey, yo, beat. <laughs> so, I agree with that as well. We're in agreement on a lot of things. And he goes further in this little editorial, I believe, yeah. to say that it's racist. And you know what? This oh, white yeah. boy on WSB Radio agrees with that as well. Because he oh, makes yeah. a... Uh-huh. Say uh, mine, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Say <laughs> so, mine. Yeah, so... <laughs> you know what? Men lie and women lie, but you know what? Don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie, Jay-Z. And the oh. fact is, I think he says something in there that's absolutely correct. If you go to Harvard University, you can do all... All the cocaine you want, oh, yeah. and you have almost no chance of ever going to prison. Yep. But if you're living in the inner city and you're doing cocaine, or you're part of that scene, or part of the scene that provides the cocaine to the oh, Princeton yeah. or Harvard graduate, then oh, you do true. go to prison. Uh, you know, I, I told, I believe you. I got an preach idea. It, preach it. I, I got, a, <laughs> I got an idea. <laughs> I got an idea. You know, I, you hear all this stuff now about the heroin and it's going crazy and people are dying. I'll bet oh, you people yeah. wouldn't die if they went and got their heroin from a pharmacist. Legalize it. All these oh, Trump. Legalize it. All yeah. these people. All these people who say, "Oh, we want change. We want Trump to go in there and smash it." We, you're full of it because when you hear an idea like let heroin addicts go get their heroin from a pharmacist. You still go, oh, no, we can never do that. I'm against the government, but the government <laughs> should still be putting people in jail for wanting to get high. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute, complete, and total failure. And if heroin was legal tomorrow, there would probably be a slight yeah. spike in usage, and that would yeah. go back down. Oh. And 10 years later, the same number of people would do heroin as do it oh, now. Man, he also pointed so out, Jay-Z, you also pointed this out. Great fact yeah. here. Yeah. Rates of drug use are as high as they were when Nixon declared the so-called war. That's in what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It is a complete and total failure. You can't stop people who want to get high from getting high. What oh, you can man. do is make it difficult to get them the drugs, oh. and what that does is make the price go up. When oh, the price yeah. goes up, it's oh. worth risking your life oh. in a gang oh. to move it. Yeah. It's worth oh. risking going to jail yeah. to move it. Yeah. yeah. Man, we, we should have recorded that part of the show, because, man, you and Jay-Z had a bit of a rap going uh, on there. Oh, yeah. We had some, You're throwing in the facts. He's coming back with the years and oh, the bees. Yeah. I think Talented. he might have, might have a new single to drop. Drops next Talented Tuesday. Team. Drops next bring Tuesday. Team together. Talented team, baby. <laughs> it drops next Tuesday. You know what? Life is a gift. Let's yeah. open it up. Open. <laughs> That's the name of it. Life is a gift. Parenthetically, open um. it up. <laughs> Oh, yeah, comma, uh, open it up. Or do I not know what I'm talking about? That's already a Jay-Z song. Yeah.
Yeah. Are you saying yeah as in you're agreeing or just saying yeah? yeah. (laughs) H to the is O. All right. Are are there other outrage? I agree with Jay-Z. And if it blows your mind that people wouldn't die who are hooked on heroin if they went to the pharmacy and got it, then it's time for you to have your mind blown. Right, Jay-Z? When education comes refinement. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> What's the next story? All right, this is one of the most outrageous things ever. An Indiana fertility doctor allegedly used his own DNA to impregnate patients. What do you oh. mean? What do you mean own DNA? Because it's WSB? <laughs> you won't say it? You won't go? No, 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 I'm not saying you should. Uh, no, it's Sunday, for goodness sakes. His man. Nah, his, uh, his man. Ju- his, whoa, you whoa. can't say that. What? <laughs> what? You can't just say that. If, if I have orange juice and I'm holding it, I'm a man. That's my man. Ju- Right? Oh my goodness gracious! You're gonna get me. Do you know how many so times you're saying that he used orange juice? Hey, you, you could think about it like that, right? <laughs> you could think about it that like that, but you wouldn't be following the story properly, I suppose. Jared, do you realize I've been thrown off the air twice in my career? You re- I do, and my objective is to keep you on the air. <laughs> well, by using words like that, okay. First of all, I want to say to everyone that's listening right now, I sincerely apologize for the potty mouth on that Jared Yamamoto. Outrageous, Jared. Yeah. Outrageous in Outrage Corner. So, anyway, so this, this is a fertility doctor. Yeah, Donald Klein, MD, 77. Oh, right he's now. good, though. Yeah. He's good. That's good DNA. Yeah, I have no Donald idea. Klein. They're <laughs> saying, allegedly, around 50 times he did this with his patients. So I read this story. And so this was in the 70s. Yeah. And the the thing that caught this guy is because we have all this Ancestry.com stuff. I don't know if this was exactly that, but it was one of these kind of things where right. you take your own DNA, and I guess a couple of people... How did it happen? Well, it's the they kids. knew each no. They te- somebody noticed that a lot of these kids <laughs> were having the same DNA, uh, and they linked it back to this doctor. And it's the kids. Who, are, it's the kids who are grown up now who are coming after him. Yeah, yeah. Well, what How did they, they find out that they have the same DNA? Who I'm not. Uh, I'm not yeah. exactly sure. I read the story uh, yesterday, but what happened was it came. Uh, go ahead. Do you know? Well, it? there's a thing where he the files of the women that received his DNA. He marked those files with asterisks. <laughs> so wow! He kind of left a paper trail here, apart from everything else. Is he still well, alive? He's a scientist, he's alive. right? Yeah, he's, he's still alive. Thorough. Yeah. What are you going to do? You sue him because he's your dad? I don't know. What, what, what do you do? He's not. I mean, and he's now he's retired. Or what? You can't take his license away. Like what? there's fifty kids. <laughs> I mean, and so probably some of them had bad lives, but maybe a bunch of them had good lives. What if you turn out to be a smart, successful doctor now? You've got that from him. So. You probably got better DNA than what, what was in the pool. I, I mean, he was, he was so a scientist. Wrong. Still so wrong. He was a Ugh. scientist. Well, they said sometimes he got rushed, and they had bad samples or something, so he would just do it himself. Wow. So he wanted to increase like his uh, percentages of success. Uh, that's what he says. Although there is, there is some kind of autumn, you know about all these mental things because you love to dissect people's <laughs> mental states. That's <laughs> sure. one of your hobbies. But I think that there is a condition where people try to spread their seed mm. as much as possible. And They're makes, usually in the blues community. Makes, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> Two of the people involved did the DNA test, and they also found out that, <laughs> that they were related to 70 of the doctor's relatives. Yeah, somehow this all came oh. together. 
Well, I mean, look, you're outraged, but on the other hand, you're just bo- you're you. What are you going to do? I want to. You know what? I want to rebirth. Rewi- rewind. Yeah. It could be a lot worse. There was that guy here in Georgia that claimed that his medical history was completely clear, but ended up being a schizophrenic that had a criminal record, and he donated his. Yeah, you know what? And uh, he, I guess they they found like fourteen other kids. That ha- had had issues yeah. later on in life. That's pretty bad. But you know what's worse? Why is your microphone louder than mine when this is my show? Is Whoa. it really louder? It's yes, it's louder. It's clearer. Thank Why? you, Mark. There we go. Now we're now we're back to normal. Something like that. You got a better mic than I do. That's all right. It's okay. I'm gonna put that one down. Well, so slowly taking that? over the show. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's L- above me in the show. A little bit audio sab- wise. Sabotage going on today. With sabotage Jared. going on with Jared. Okay. The man thing, and then <laughs> the man thing. <laughs> Let's string him up. Let's not talk about Jared's man thing. That certainly is not the correct thing to do on a Sunday afternoon. All right, we have more outrages. Is there anything more outrageous than this last segment we did? We'll find out. More Outrage Corner with English Nick when we return. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. You may have noticed my name's in the title. That means it's my show. Listen up, folks. Good Sunday to you. I believe we have more outrages from Outrage Corner. English we do. Nick. You know, Chelsea Manning was outraged because they weren't going to... Chelsea Manning used to be Bradley Manning. That's right. And when he was Private Bradley Manning, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to say anybody, but I'm saying he because when this happened, he was a traitor. He stole a bunch of uh, secrets, military and all kinds of secrets. He gave them to Julian Assange, I believe. WikiLeaks got him out there. And he is in jail for 35 years, basically for treason. I don't know what the actual charge is. So... Bradley Manning, once he got there, said, I feel like Chelsea Manning. I'm actually gender dysphoria and was requesting that the government pay for the transitional surgery yeah, from gen- Bradley to Chelsea Manning. Gender transition surgery. And he went on a, he went on a, well, he went on a hunger strike. She, uh, well, it, Chelsea. Uh, well, she was, she was, all, she was already identifying as Chelsea. So we'll, we'll say Chelsea. Manning. We'll play the millennial game and we'll say Chelsea. Manning. Manning. Went on a, hey, uh, Manning. a hunger strike. No. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, no relation to Eli. No, I don't believe so. So okay. Manning went on a hunger strike and now the. So wait, in jail. Yeah. For basically treason. Yeah. And then she starts to make demands on us. And if we don't give her what she wants... Not going to eat. Not going to eat. If this was 1948, they just would have closed the gates, walked out and said, okay, well, okay. she'll take care of this problem herself, right? Have fun not eating. And back then, they would have said him. They wouldn't even, you know... Plain I mean, my point here is, I think in the 40s, if you would have stolen this material and made it public, I think that would have been death penalty. I don't think it would have been 35 years. No. So we wouldn't even be dealing with this. But... And this has nothing to do with how you feel about transgender issues, does no. it? This is about, aren't you supposed to lose rights? So now the idea is we are going to pay as taxpayers. The Army's agreed to do it now. Now, here's my question. It, I, my idea is you go to jail, you lose rights, right? We have to give you nutrition, we have to keep you alive, and give you basic health care, I guess. But if Chelsea Manning has a right to change genders while in jail after being found guilty, why doesn't Chelsea Manning have the right to vote? Why, 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 why is that right off the table? Why is there, she has a right to become a woman? The idea of going to jail is that you lose privileges, and right? I mean, you have a right to life. That's what I, I thought. We have to just, feed you soup and bread and water and keep you alive, but that's about it. Y'all are just being insensitive. Yeah, Let her I, do what she wants to do. Yeah, on my dime. She probably, he probably, he, at the time, probably wouldn't have been able to afford to do it if not on the taxpayer's dime. You know what? It's like the emotional well-being story. If yeah. It's, if it's life or death... 
We'll pay for it. But hey. That's all that it should be. Yeah. All right. We started with headlines. We gave you more headlines. Sit down. I got news for you. Even more headlines when we return. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, hour three of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. If that music stops drowning me out, I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler, surrounded by most of the doctrinaires. English Nick is here. Oi. Autumn Fisher is here. Jared, <laughs> Autumn Fisher is pregnant and hungry, and she's like, "Well, come on, the show. We, I'm, uh, I'm get me stuck. out of here." She's just like a she's in a little recording studio, and she's hungry and she's angry at the f- internet. She told the internet to shut up. Why did you tell the internet to shut up? Ugh, because I'm search. So I'm 21 weeks pregnant, and I Google that, and I'm looking through the images, and there's just people who post pictures every week of themselves and their bodies, mm-hmm. and they write little letters to their unborn babies. And he's like, oh, dear baby, you are a girl. <laughs> My intuition was correct. You're so excited. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you couldn't be happier that you were healthy and growing on the right track. You are 10 inches long. <laughs> your size of a carrot. <laughs> what is wrong with the world right now? <laughs> How often do, they, do y'all get ultrasounds? What y'all? What are you, pregnant women, women. Can men have, can men can have kids yet? Okay. Women. Right, I right. actually got an ultrasound last night. Everything's good. So no, perfect. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Negative, right? We knew uh, it's it's a know. it's a transgender baby. I knew it. I go to the I go to the local mall and get a 4D ultrasound every two days. <laughs> he looks just like my husband. <laughs> I've seen those posts too, Autumn, and I'm amazed that you have to get an ultrasound weekly in order to do that. Yeah. And they always attach. They always have oh, those little so, pig oh, graphs. So because of the selfie world and because of all this uh. me 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 me, then there are actual yeah. Why not take advantage of it? These women. This is something I realized yeah. when my wife was pregnant. You could sell anything to pregnant women. Anything. And so the idea here, people are getting this done every week and putting it up on uh, Facebook. Isn't that Oh thing? my gosh. Oh my gosh. So I'm 40 weeks and it's just like, I'm so ready for you to come out. <laughs> Crazy to think I'll see you soon, but come out whenever you're ready. I'm so excited. <laughs> so isn't there, any, isn't there any danger to that? Like getting an ultrasound? Is that not, not like an x-ray? There's no um, danger? There, there, is, there is some evidence that um, ultrasounds do affect yeah. Maybe, but yeah, because well, you don't get them that frequently, it's it's kind of okay. But when people go and get those four D ultrasounds, yeah, that is supposed to. I mean, they're gonna have those kids. Mamas, they're gonna have those. People they're gonna have. It's not as good. They're gonna have those kids with the big foreheads, the ones you can show a movie on. You know, like really big, like foreheads, like a billboard. <laughs> we got a four D ultrasound every day, and now our baby's got a really big head. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that the, that was a real Facebook thing you read at first, right? The, yes, it the, was. So I like the my intuition was right. You got a fifty fifty shot, but I knew it. All <laughs> <laughs> okay. right, your intuition would be right if you had like seventeen options and you picked it. Oh, oh no, fifty fifty. Oh, this I knew. This, I this picked heads. Kids. This person has two daughters, so this will be their second kid, and this the first daughter is named Winter. Uh, yeah. Which I can't talk because my name's Autumn. Yeah, exactly. But Winter's worse. Come on, get, get out of here. All right, it's time for this. Even more headlines. We started with headlines. An hour later, we gave you more headlines. Sit down. I don't want anybody fainting on me. It's now time for even more headlines. So Jared Yamamoto, suck it to me. Kid Rock and Kiss ripped apart Colin Kaepernick during their concerts. You mean like mayhem? Like they physically ripped him apart in front well, of the crowd? you know what's going on with Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> how many people, our audience is smarter than that. Hold on, they millennial. were drawn and quartered. How, yeah, how many people know that that's the real meaning of the word mayhem? 
to have I, your body torn asunder. I did not know That's that. That's the real meaning of the word mayhem. So wow. there you go. You learned something. I'll never use it that so, way again. Well, I mean, you, you, it, it fits for other, Now it means, you know, like everything went higgledy-piggledy. But, you know, it actually is... The, mayhem is tearing people into pieces. Kid Rock and Kiss are putting on Guar concerts. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> so what did, what did they... What did Paul Stanley... I'm, I don't know why, but I'm more interested in what Paul... What, 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 what did he say? What was no? I mean, Jared, tell me what he said in the story. Did they did they do the national anthem or did they do the pledge of allegiance? Quote: In case you didn't know, this tour is called the Freedom to Rock Tour. Paul Stanley said on stage. A lot of times, people that are born free think that freedom is free, and it's not. Freedom is only free because there are people willing to sacrifice to keep us free. Paul Stanley, are you there? Hey, how's it going, Doctor Nares? I'm here. I heard that you uh, you you said to these people mm-hmm. that it's always cool to be patriotic. It's always cool to be patriotic, man. Like Colin Krapenak or whatever his name is. Oh, wow. <laughs> he plays for like some football team, right? The mm-hmm. 49ers or something. Listen, you know, he can take a knee, but there's so many guys like who, I don't know, who just work their butts off and they fight overseas. And this guy's just like spitting all over them, you know? And, so and, um, in the story, it says that you stopped the show and led the crowd in the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah, it's like... I did like a rocking version of like I pledge allegiance to the flag. Wow, <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. I was wondering is is was this a rock and roll into? Because I have to say I consider myself quite the patriot. I love this country, but I don't really think I want you know the pledge of allegiance in a rock and roll show. I don't know if those two things go together. Well, why don't you go back to Russia if you don't like it so much? <laughs> Point well taken. Awesome. Listen, I'm doing found art project today in Cabbage Town. It's a little section of Atlanta. I'm dropping little stars around with an iron. Middle of them. If you find one, put it on Instagram. Hashtag Paul Stanley does found art in Cabbage Town. Okay. Oh, really? Cool. If I see it, can I get can I get an autograph? Well, you know, freedom is free isn't free, and neither is my autograph. Nine hundred ninety-five dollars. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Well worth it. So. uh uh, so if I now, see it on eBay, I'm going to sue. Go ahead. I don't want to be. I don't want to be uh, mean here, but when I see that you said that uh, it's always cool to be patriotic, it strikes me that that might have an effect if you were 22 and your crowd was 17. But you're in your 60s, right? So the crowd is basically your age. Look like Donald Trump. I'm 60 years old, but I feel like I'm 20. Okay, <laughs> and I'm still, I'm still, you know, I still get the ladies. Believe me, I get the ladies, and I'm going to tell you something right here. Okay, right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you listening? I am, yes. <laughs> okay, let me tell you this. For nine ninety five, you can get the Paul Stanley Manifesto <laughs> about freedom for young people. It's available at kissarmy.com, okay? <laughs> That's great. Just for, I mean, a family, if you had some buddies, like 300 bucks a piece, you can get a hold of this thing for a relatively cheap. Mr. Stanley, yeah. can you get the signature and the manifesto for a cut price? Like if you throw two, the two-for-one kind of deal. Send me an email. We'll see what we can work out. I highly doubt it, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so you love your country. I love this country. I love the United States so much that I got a tattoo the other day that says, I love the United States. And right underneath it, I got all eight verses of the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> well, I look like the guy in prison break. I salute your patriotism. Wow. Thank you, Paul Stanley. <laughs> all right. So uh, I guess that's it. Yeah, well, that's my whole thing with that one is... Uh, it's always cool to be patriotic. Yeah, you're not 25 talking to 17-year-olds. It's yeah, it's kind of like... You're, kind you're, of a naturally more patriotic show in 2016, a KISS concert, because, you know, everybody's your age, you're, right? You're throwing red meat at a crowd that already agrees with you. Yeah. It's not like... It just seems like in his mind, he still thinks he influences 17-year-olds. And it's also, always who cares cool. what's cool? Well, uh, what I are mean, you... I mean, it, it should be like what you believe in, or... 
what you are educated about. Like, oh, it's cool? Okay, I'll do it. I wish Paul was still here, because I think he would disagree with that. I think that he would tell you that being cool is the most important thing. But uh, he's gone, and there's nothing we can do about that. So give me another story. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission told Samsung customers to immediately stop using and power down your Samsung Galaxy Note 7. Because they're blowing up on people. Everywhere. This has gotten to a point now, like you just said, everywhere, where I don't know if I believe... All these fires. I'm seeing stuff on TV where a guy's Jeep's on fire. He's blaming the Samsung. How do I know that's how it started? Oh, the phone was in there. It's an issue with the lithium battery. They're putting too much power in it. Yes, I know that. That's what they're saying. I just saw somebody else because they changed some stuff. And there's some thought that it's not just the battery, that it's the casing as well. I guess I would assume that means the heat doesn't get out properly or something. I don't know. But uh, it could be more than the battery. But the Samsung 7 Note. that right? Note 7? Correct. Uh, was getting universal five-star reviews as a phone when it came out. I mean, they were on fire. They, not on fire. They, <laughs> they, uh, they sold over two million in a few weeks. And now they have to take them all back because of one little mistake. And, you know, for people who uh, don't believe in capitalism, it's like, hey, you know what? Look, see, you've got to pay for it. That's the difference between capitalism and the government, Right. The government has the war on poverty for 50 years. You spend $22 trillion, and 50 years later, you've got the same poverty rate as you had when you started, but we just keep on going and keep on going and keep on going. That's government. In capitalism, you sell people 2.5 million phones, and there's a problem with like 70 of them that have caught fire, and the company immediately has to take back all of those phones and correct the problem. Right there. There's the difference between capitalism and government. When, when government does things wrong, it just keeps doing it with more passion and more energy into the future. When a company does something wrong, they are immediately forced to correct the situation. And that's just a lesson for you. What does it mean? I don't know. I'm just upset that I, I, it's just upsetting that this next generation of phones coming out. I mean, the the, the iPhone doesn't have a headphone oh, jack, I had a head- oh. and now the Samsung phone is exploding. I mean, what what choices do we have? Those are the two leading competitors of phones over here. Yeah, that's true. Oh, the Melanie, the millennial yeah. blogger, she's upset about the headphone jack not being in the next iPhone. Well, yeah, that's just like dumb. And now I can't like upgrade my phone. I have to like upgrade to the same model. So no, stupid. you just you upgrade and you leave the headphone jack behind and you move on. No, but like I need the headphone jack. Why? Because like I need it. Okay, well. And also like that Galaxy phone, like phones should like not. You can't argue with me that like phones should not explode. I cannot argue that point. Okay, phones so I'm just saying explode. that like we should have choices of phones that don't explode and have, but also and also have like. Headphone jack. Well, Samsung still has the headphone jack, right? They do. So if you want a headphone jack, you got to take the, your life into your own hands. Yeah, and I don't want it to explode. And it's just like we should all have choices of all the phones that we want because, uh-huh. like, it's important to have a phone. And you can't not have a phone. Uh, it's impossible. You just, but, like, can't not. Have what about the people a phone? who don't have phones? Should the government buy them phones? <laughs> tell, tell me who doesn't have a phone. I really don't know. Tell me. Sort of, yeah, exactly. There are people who don't have phones. Um, Doubt it. Anyway. Toddlers. Next story. Toddlers don't have oh, oh, now she's the editorial, editorial content here. Well, I just hate that you're like always dismissing what Jared says. And I feel like he's the smartest person on the show. Are you, uh, <laughs> are you attracted to Jared? I mean, I'd swipe right. Hey. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank we're gonna you, s- Melanie. We're going to swipe, swipe right. 
even more, even more headlines when we continue. Everyone has an opinion, but he has the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler, entertaining honesty on WSB. Welcome back. I am, in fact, Eric Von Hessler. These are the Doctrinaires. Jared is going to give me another headline. The NFL announced a new $100 million concussion protocol after uh, there's been some backlash. No, no, not protocol. What you mean is they're going to put money into more research. Correct. $100 million into research. And, uh, you know, it seems like a lot, but it's not really a lot because isn't that basically one contract for a blue chip player? A hundred million dollars? Yeah, at least, yeah. They've got a gazillion dollars. And so it seems weird to say, I think that's light, a hundred million dollars. I, I would be more impressed if they said five hundred million. That would be five contracts. Uh, that's, so I'm not really all that excited about it. I think it's more PR than reality. And I'll tell you something, like on Thursday's game, okay, I'm a Bills fan. You can make fun of me. I don't care. You can make fun of me. I'm a Bills fan and I'm a Falcons fan. And things ain't been so good the last few years. Losers. For, yes. You know, here's a problem. Here's a problem. So the Chicago Cubs are finally good again. Sure. They're terrible for a hundred years. And for some reason, being a Cubs fan was like wonderful. Like There's just like this great thing. Oh, he's a Cubs it's fan. It's like a rite of passage. Yeah, it's right? like a yeah. wonderful the yeah. Cubs fans, they haven't had a World Series oh, in 100 years. Cubbies. But if you're a Bills fan, oh, what are you, an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> Why? They haven't been in the playoffs in the century. They lost four Super Bowls in a row. What are you, an idiot? Well, yeah. be, oh, but Cubs fans, they're wonderful. They've been loving their team for 100 years with no success. <laughs> so on Thursday, this concussion thing is so messed up. On Thursday, my Bills losing, you know, 0-2 before the second Sunday in the, in the season. Uh, so, uh, two plays in a row. LaShawn McCoy gets hit in the head helmet to helmet as he's going out of bounds. Doesn't get called. Ugh. The very next play, Tyrod Taylor gets hit in the head in the helmet. I got sandwiched. They force him to leave the game for concussion protocol. Still no flag thrown. How? Now, if you fall backward and hit your head, I can understand that. But when you are taken out of the game for a concussion protocol to go through the steps, it was a very important part of the game, but there's no flag for why there is a concussion protocol. Two plays in a row, they're making Hollywood movies about this stuff. The NFL's putting in $100 million. Right, and and then Cam, you watch New- the, Cam Newton last week, a couple of those, I think, were... Here's the problem. When you're bringing your head down to where the defender is... How, how can you blame the defender? If, he's, if he keeps his trajectory exactly the same, but by the time he gets to you where your shoulder was, your helmet now is, I don't know how you can blame that on, on the defender. But these were two egregious examples. I don't think the heads were coming down in this game on Thursday night. So they're not even really doing it. They say it's the most important thing, and then you watch something like Thursday night, two in a row, not called, and one of the plays that wasn't called... The players removed for concussion protocol. They're not called because they feel it's not an intentional head-to-head uh, I think thing. They just, maybe they just didn't see it. I guess uh. the rest didn't see it, and they saw him staggering around or something. But they're not getting it done right. Supposedly, there are people in New York who watch this stuff. There was only one game being played on Thursday night. There was plenty of time to step in and, and put a flag in there. Your theory was right too. Cam Newton is the highest-paid player in the NFL. He makes one hundred and three uh, million dollars, and they're only putting a hundred million into yeah. the concussion protocol. And also, by the way, if you blow into Tom Brady's ear, you get fifteen-yard penalties. <laughs> That's my rant on that one. Guess what? We can put it off no longer. Greg Russ from Studio B1, my misanthrope buddy, when we return. News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. And in today's Atlanta Journal-Constitution, a great story, an investigation that reveals how lawmakers have benefited from Georgia's lethal and growing painkiller epidemic. That's why we say 
if it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. Welcome back. I'm your Sunday chat host, Eric Von Hessler. These are the doctrinaires. English Nick is here. Uh, Jared Yamamoto is here. Autumn Fisher is here. And we have our latest doctrinaire joining us because it's time for... He's a misanthrope. He has a dark heart. And he needs a good psychiatrist. Here you are. It's Greg Russ with stories from Studio B1. Hi, Gregory. How are you? Hello. I said, how are you? (laughs) Oh, I said, uh, I said hello in response. Uh, I'm good. I'm well. You're well. Okay, that's nice. So you're having a better, you're having a good week is what you're saying. Yeah, it's a fine week. I was up in the Boston area, and I drove past the Polar Seltzer plant, so that made my day. (laughs) Greg Greg is a huge Polar Seltzer fan. No one really quite understands it, but it turns him on, so we're all for it. That's all it takes. You know, I'm not that complicated, really. No, you're not. It doesn't take much to make you Well, it takes a lot to make you happy. It doesn't take much to keep you somewhat satisfied, and seltzer water seems to do it. Is that your favorite brand? Uh, it is my favorite brand now. I am trying to establish a relationship with a girl who also looks polar. So suddenly it's my favorite. What is this? Some kind of a thing that you match on Tinder? What is it? <laughs> you both like sparkling water? No, there was there was just a discussion about seltzer. We both like seltzer, and I like polar, and she liked polar. Now it's a bonding point, so is I'm really there, running with it. Is there uh, – I think you could easily overdo that, by the way. That goes from being fascinating to this guy's really messed up. Oh, yeah. I, I send photos every time I'm drinking a different flavor of polar. I, I snap a photo and text it. I can't understand why he's 34 years old living alone. This could be – Greg, this could be the one, man. This sounds oh, yeah. real serious yes. with the solar water. Yeah, exactly. I, think, I think it is. I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to say it right now. This is it. This is the real oh, man, thing. You have a seltzer fountain at your wedding. Oh, that'll be fantastic. Instead of like champagne, you just pour seltzer down those wine glasses. Just please don't. When you have a favorite seltzer water, what is it? It's water. (laughs) You throw carbonation in it. You you could get the generic stuff. It tastes exactly the same. How can it taste water with air bubbles in it? No, Polar has quite an array of flavors. What's your favorite flavor? Uh, I, I was going to say triple berry because that came to mind, but I actually don't like that one because it tastes like medicine. Okay. Uh, the pink lemonade was good. Why don't you just get pink lemonade? Ah, sugar. Sugar in that, man. Well, what's the pink lemonade yeah, flavoring? Then that sugar no, in your water? No, sugar. No, it's all natural. What do they do? Just walk through a. <laughs> they just walk through lemon trees or something and then. Close the cap. Uh, look, I'm going to have to tour that factory. I'll find out and I'll let you know. <laughs> you know what? It could be a first date for you and your new lover. <laughs> I've, I've already thought of that. All right. Give me a story from Studio B1. I don't know why you're cracking up a little bit, but go ahead. Give me a story from Studio B1. All right. Some Americans are saying that Hillary Clinton has a body double in light of her collapsing at the 9-11 right, memorial. Before you go any further, let's change that to crazy Americans <laughs> are saying. Scott Baio. <laughs> Did Scott Baio say Scott it? Scott Baio said it, yeah. Oh, what is wrong with people? She's corrupt. She's a liar. Yes and yes. Uh, she uh, is shady. Yes. She doesn't tell the truth. Yes. She has a body double. No. Wait, no. but, 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 what's the photos, evidence? What's the, the evidence? Photos show this side by side comparison. Uh, the double is lighter, mm-hmm. not as heavy. The the neck is not as saggy. The hair is a different color. There's even pictures of the nose being different. So, I think that I saw one that said that the woman who emerged from Chelsea's apartment building 
90 minutes after fainting at the 9-11 memorial. That was the body double, supposedly. And yes. I saw this thing that said, look, she's skinnier. And then somebody said the ratio of the picture, the way it's done, just made her. But she wasn't actually skinnier. Um, here's the thing. Here's the Von Hessler doctrine. She does not have a body double. Okay, <laughs> There's lots of reasons not to vote for this woman. But this is something I'm telling you as a fact. Time to drink again, because Eric's going to say it. This is a 2 plus 2 equals 4 incontrovertible fact. Whether you like it or not, I don't want to take the joy out of your life. I don't want to take the technicolor out of your miserable life. <laughs> but here is the incontrovertible fact. You know what incontrovertible means? It's a fact. Hillary Clinton doesn't have a body double. Now you can stop thinking about that and come up with real reasons because there are plenty of reasons not to vote for Hillary Clinton. The fact that she's corrupt and a liar are two that you can start with. Yes, Jared Yamamoto. Then what fell out of her pant leg when she fainted? I don't know. <laughs> how does that even tie to the double? Yeah, what is that? that? Well, the thing is, Jared was telling me off air <laughs> that uh, during the week, because he's also the producer for Herman, that they get calls and that people have really really been hot on this stuff not only the body double but what else the stuff well, that- a lot of people are thinking that the when hillary fainted that, that was like a like a doll of hers or like essentially like a, that was a blow-up doll a blow-up doll and, and they're wondering what fell out of her po- out, out of her so- pant leg okay hold on what, what fell out of the blow-up doll's pant leg apparently it, hold on there's so in that, mar- in, in that marriage, Bill has the blow-up dolls, all right? Not Hillary. That's number one. <laughs> number two, you should not be allowed to vote if you even slightly believe that that was a blow-up doll. Why? Because she was going back and forth. Like, yeah, she was uh, kind of teetering and tottering <laughs> like, a little bit. Like there. those things outside of a used car. Yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. No, maybe it was a, maybe it was a real doll, not a blow up doll. It was one of those real dolls that's latex and looks very lifelike. Yes. I just again, I think you'll find that with Bill, not with Hillary. Well, so what did fall out of her pant leg? What are people thinking this is? First, okay, this has to be two different. Let's, let's, let's get this straight. Those who believe that it's a blow up doll can't believe that something <laughs> fell out of her pant leg. So this has to be two different conspiracy theories. So first, the, it was the earpiece. During the commander in chief forum, where people were doctoring in a uh, yeah. an earpiece when Matt okay. Lauer was interviewing her, okay, and now saying, they were saying that she was getting her answers. Okay, let me just play this. The proof is she stunk during that interview. Yes. So if they if she had had an earpiece, she would have done much better than she did. That's number one. Or so, she should fire the people who were in her ear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She should have ripped it out halfway through. I don't need this. I could do better than this. She needed an earpiece to absolutely fail in the Matt Lauer. <laughs> Now, I mean, that's something that you could believe. I mean, I don't. I mean, that's that's not so far fetched. No, there certainly is the technology to to insert something like that and get help from somebody else. I don't know that there's any evidence for that. It's not anywhere nearly as Looney Tunes as that was a blow up doll. <laughs> that is from A to Z, up to down, north to south, east to west. Looney Tunes. Here, here's the thing, conspiracy theorists, pick one, yes. just one, yes. and run with it because then when it, when this many are coming at you at other people and say it's you know you're going to dismiss one as it is but when there's this many it's like oh come on stop it there's way too many you're grasping for things isn't that part of uh uh disgracing people who are conspiracy theorists 
right, is to put out other crazy oh. conspiracy theories to make you like, oh, they're all nuts. Well, what does Carol think? Well, Carol, conspiracy Carol, what does she think about this? Well, of course she's a body double. There's no question about it. That's a joke to think that that was really her. Uh, of course she did not. Uh, uh, she, I don't even believe that she attended the the 9-11 memorial. Uh, that was not her at all. She's got many body doubles. Uh, uh, and, and a blob doll. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... I don't, I don't speak to that, but she... Uh, so, Conspiracy Carol, what do you think fell out of her pant leg? Well, I believe it was a device that uh, helps control the minds of the public around her to help uh, people feel sympathy and not, not be able to uh, recognize the, the falsehood of her identity when they were standing so close to her. So, it's like a mind machine. It kind of you know what I think it hypnotizes. is? Yes. I, I, when when they, the first thing that came to mind when Jared brought that up, I thought of one of those packets that keeps the moisture out of beef jerky. For some reason, she has those. <laughs> oh, the silica gel. <laughs> yeah, she has those yes, up I, in her pack. I, I actually collect the silica gel. If you uh, combine it, uh, it can be used as a heat source so uh, I, yeah, to heat like, your homes and furnaces. But I mean, what? So what does it look like? You, Jared was showing me this thing. There's a still. I mean, these people go crazy. They blow this stuff up. They put the you know. Know, the red circle. <laughs> All right, you know, here it is. What what do people, Jared? What do people think that it is? What are they supposing? What, what are they? S- so the general description is just a mysterious piece of metal. Some people think it could be a, a, an earring. Other people think that it could be something for mind control. Here, oh my I'm goodness, just going, I'm just going down the list right. So so Carol might be on to something. No, when you say mind control, you mean health for her? Or uh, I guess or like Carol it's, thinks. It's very vague. So keep in mind the source I'm using here is uh, chicks on the right here. This is this website that I'm on. How many people would you say have called this week, uh, WSB, when you were on, when you were taking calls or near the person taking calls, putting out these conspiracy theories? I'd say maybe 2%. 2% of the callers did. That's all right. That's okay. There should be 2% of society is basically wacky. But you have to understand, we have some... We love all of our callers that uh, call in. Okay, Mr. Politician, that's fine. And but anybody, we get some interesting theories out there. Anybody who called this radio station and said they thought that that was a blow-up doll <laughs> is an idiot. Okay? Now, I'm not going to play a politician thing around it or not. Send your cards and letters to WSB Radio, care of Pete Spriggs, program director. Also, what I put in there, start it with, I'm the idiot... <laughs> who thinks and that way we'll know exactly which bin to put your ridiculous letter in now, it's not that ridiculous eric because you can't necessarily disprove that she's not uh and i mean I, I would not say a blow-up doll but like what uh mr russ uh confirmed earlier which uh, was the real doll or some other kind of uh yeah this silicone is a- based uh <laughs> based Yes, sir. I mean, I, there, there's. I don't believe that that is outside of the realm of possibility. I, I mean, if you look care. at the video, I have a slow motion video uh, uh, on uh-huh. a YouTube page share that I keep open on a tab of my computer, and I look at it almost every, just trying to figure it out. And yeah. I think that the, what it makes sense to me is that they had to, of course, carry the. Uh, I mean, these dolls do not stand. Uh, independently, yeah. so they had to carry her into the van, and that metallic sound, I mean... Let me just say this. My name is Eric Von Hessler. I've been on radio in this town on and off and on and off since 1998. 
I've been basically underemployed for about two years, and I feel like I have a halfway decent future here at WSB. I don't care if I blow thy whole future here at WSB. If you believe for a second that that's a blow-up doll, <laughs> you are an idiot with a well, capital sir, you're I. Your own grave. You're digging your own grave. <laughs> with a capital I. Maybe it's like the Stepford Wives or Stepford Hillary's, you know. <sighs> if you believe that, Robots. You, you put the id an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we have time for another uh, story from Studio B1? On the other side. Well, not really, because we have to say goodbye. Do we have enough time? We might. All right. We'll give it a shot. <laughs> if we don't get to another story, though, Greg, you've been really wonderful, and we enjoyed the Seltzer love story. Oh, thank you. I'll keep you updated. I, I, I'm, I feel fairly certain that no other radio show in the country had a Seltzer love story today. And she's blonde. I never date blonde. So it's, it's, it's destined. Doomed to fail. All right. Destined to fail. We have the best goodbyes in the business. Don't miss them when we return. Welcome back for our last segment. We don't have a lot of time, so Greg, so hit me with one more story from Studio B1. All right, this one made me laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. There were some marathon runners in Allentown, Pennsylvania. They were Uh, living in Allentown. And it's hard to keep a good man down. Anyway, go ahead. My (laughs) Billy Joel love, my love for Billy Joel comes out from time to time. Go ahead. They were trying to qualify for the Boston Marathon, and a lot of these runners pick this one because it's a relatively flat course. It's one of the sanctioned courses by the Boston Marathon. So they use, in Boston, they use uh, your times from other marathons to see if you can be in that one. Yes. Okay. And so people were running this one, and a slow-moving freight train blocked the path and threw people's times way off, and they didn't qualify. <laughs> How many people would you suppose were affected by this? Like a huge group of runners. <laughs> yeah, the, looking at the video, this video, and there's, you know, a few hundred. Uh, yeah, I laughed watching this video. They're just standing there. Oh, they're not jogging? They're not jogging on the spot. They're not jogging in nope. place? Nope, they're not. <laughs> like those joggers on Peachtree with the lights red, they just stand there and look jog. At their, look, at their <laughs> <Fitbit>. <laughs> look at their Fitbit, keep running, get their heart rate up. So. You know what annoys me, lately about the cyclist? There's a lot of these uh, cycle paths. Yeah, bicycle lanes. Uh, not psychopaths, but cycle paths. <laughs> there's, I mean, they get as close. To, have you noticed this? They have. It's a little spot, but they ride as close to the road with, as they can inside yeah, they got, of that path. There's like two feet between you and the sidewalk, and they choose to be on your side of the path. Yes, they yeah. get as close as they can. Yeah. They're like, look, dude, if you want to feel like you can drive a car, drive a car. We've made a little room for you over here. Use it. Are we out of time? You're looking at me like we're out of time. No, Jerry no. John. Oh, no. We got 10 minutes left. I, I disagree with the biker theory. That's, oh, that's why. That's why do. I'm just like, I mean, I ride my bike around there, and I why think people I think people in cars ride up too close to me. I, I'm like, oh, look, I'm no, riding no, a bike. No, no, I can't no, no, go no, as no, fast No, 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 no. It's our house. You're the guest. Do you understand how this works? <laughs> do you understand how this works? I, I, I'm, if your bike... And my car come together, I'm going to win and you're going to lose, right? I respectfully so, disagree. No, you, re- you disagree that you're going to lose oh, if you come together? But of course I'm I'll so, lose. Okay, well, be mindful. I'll be mindful of you, but you need to be mindful of me as well. And let's all get along, right, Jay-Z? Yeah, it's your boy. All right. All right, Gregory, thank you very much. Thanks. Uh, Jerry <laughs> wants me to let you know that the fourth Von Hessler experience is coming up on Friday, September 30th from 7 to 10 p.m. in the WSB Live Lounge. Come join me and all the doctrinaires for a unique experience. It's easy to sign up. Go to your WSB Radio app. Look for the Von Hessler Doctrine. Then you'll see the Von Hessler Experience. Fill out the survey. Survey. Serious applicants only. No fatties allowed. I don't know who put that rule in there. I did not request it. That was this episode 
of the Von Hessler Doctor. We'll chat with you again next Sunday at noon. But until then, get off my lawn. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.